Hello, my friends. My name is Cheryl Spangler, and welcome to Life in Northern Virginia. Recently, I took a self-defense concealed carry course, and it was very enlightening, and I wanted to share two really important things on this podcast about when you are justified to use deadly force. And I say that because of all the things that were talked about, I think the thing that stuck with me the most was that you should always, always consider that whatever happens in any situation around any person, if there is a you, if there is a need for you to use any kind of deadly force, which is defined by the act of you potentially maiming, crippling, or killing someone, that could be with your own body, with a knife, with a gun, like literally any weapon. We're not even talking about guns here, we're talking about any weapon, you against them, deadly force used, when are you justified? And you always need to think, and this is what we were told, this is what we really, really dove into in this class, you really need to think that every single thing that happens, you're gonna have to prove that you're innocent. Even if you're the one hurt, you're the one people went after, you're the one someone stalked, raped, shot, hurt. If you're the one that is the victim, you are still going to need 10 people that personally observed it, a video recording it, and an explanation that justifies why you protected yourself. And so this is very, very interesting. And so here are the two things. Number one, it is not justifiable for you to use deadly force to protect your property. Whether you are protecting your car, someone's vandalizing, your store if you're a business owner, your home, people taking stuff out of your home, destroying your home, you know, stealing your motorcycle, stealing anything, destroying any property. Property is not a an actual justifiable reason for you to use deadly force. You cannot protect yourself, your business or your home against property being destroyed, stolen, or whatever. And you may already know that, but I'm just for anyone who doesn't. And the other thing is there are three things that have to be in place for you to even be able to, in court, justify that you use deadly force. And that is ability, opportunity, and intent. And ability is if someone is has the ability to cause you great bodily harm. And that means that they either are, there's a weight difference, a height difference, an age difference, or they have a weapon and you don't. I mean, whatever it is, they have the ability to cause you great bodily injury. Second opportunity, they, it is eminent, like right now, that they have the opportunity to hurt you personally and physically. Meaning they're not 50 feet away behind a fence, they're in front of you right now. That's eminent opportunity to physically hurt you personally. And number three, intent. They either verbally or by action show that they intend to hurt you personally or physically. And so it's like, what do you have at your front door? Everyone needs a video camera. Everyone needs a ring. Everyone needs an Arlo camera or whatever. I say that because they're pretty cheap. You can buy buy them on Amazon, stick them up, and they're wireless. And so with these three things no matter what happens or what the situation is or how you feel that you're going to defend yourself you know when something is over these three things have to be in place if you're in court they're going to 
figure out did was there was did the person that tried to hurt you did they have the ability to hurt you was it an what did they have the opportunity was you eminent danger and did they have or show the intent and then it is justified and then it is justified so very interesting i mean Statistics in the 1980s, for example, 83% of people uh, in the United States uh, were pro-gun, carrying a gun, right? Pro-carrying some type of weapon to defend yourself. And now, in 2022, only 56% of the people in the United States think or, or are pro-carrying a weapon. And so, with that decrease you're more likely to have to prove even more that you were justified because less people even think you should be defending yourself with any kind of weapon at all. And so that's also another interesting thing. You know, it only cost $50 of court filing fee for someone to sue you. That includes the person that just broke into your home to personally injure you. If you injure them back, it only cost $50 court filing fee for them to go in and sue you and it will cost you to defend yourself 10 to $30,000 and you'll end up taking out your 401k, taking a home equity line, frankly, eventually possibly going bankrupt, defending yourself against literally anyone. And I'm sure someone listening to this has dealt with this where some random person for whatever reason for $50 can literally file a lawsuit against you and you, and it's up to you to defend yourself. So it's really crazy. So I just, I, this self-defense class was very, very enlightening. It wasn't like it was groundbreaking information. Now, the second thing that I wanted to share that I thought was very, very important for anyone. Now this is in Virginia, outside Virginia, but just in general, what do you do? It's like the what, what's next principle. What do you do if you have to use deadly force against someone? If you have to defend yourself, whether you're in a parking lot, whether you're in on the street, whether you're in your home, your business, whatever it is that you had to defend yourself, what is the very next thing that you should do? And I think, uh, I think most of us, you know, had a different answer, but the right answer to protect yourself the most was first, obviously make sure that whatever weapon was used is not currently with the, per the perpetrator, but then it is to call 911 and simply say this sentence, there has been a shooting at 123 Main Street, and you need to send help right now and hang up. And, you know, a lot of people in the course, in the class, was, were like, stay on the phone, make sure that they can hear what's going on so that you seem innocent or whatever. But actually, a lot of what happens in the background, a lot of noise and screaming and Johnny running down the hall like, what did you do? They didn't even have a weapon. Like, whatever is in the background could actually hurt you. And you, you actually, whatever you say can and will be used against you. That is not a statement to take lightly. It is so true. So what do you do if you have had to defend yourself in the state of Virginia or frankly anywhere, but I'm just talking about the course that I took here in Virginia. And that is you call 911 and you say, there's been a shooting or there's been someone stabbed or there's been someone, whatever at 123 Main Street, and you need to send help right now. And then you hang up. They're going to have the 911 recorder call. They're gonna know that they need to send an ambulance. They know they need to send police. 
And frankly, you gave them all the information that they needed to send help and that's it because anything else basically can be used against you. So you're not gonna you know, elaborate, this guy broke into my house, this guy broke into my store, I had to defend myself, I used this tool, this weapon, and this is what I did, and here's what I, like, it's all basically gonna be displayed in court later. So that's the second, probably the most important thing is less is more. I would say that in every aspect of life, less is more. But I hope that if anyone hears this and you want more information about courses you can take, um, self-defense classes and where they're located, how easy it is to get into them, they only cost around $50 and you can get three hours of super valuable information about defending yourself and I think everyone should take a course. And also, I guess the third, probably most important thing I got was if someone something does happen, who are you gonna call other than the 911 to report it? Like, do you have an attorney? Do you have, an, do you have a criminal attorney on staff right now? You as a person, you as a business owner, you as a, a human being, do you have a criminal defense attorney literally in your phone ready to call at any moment? And if you don't, you should consider possibly signing up with some kind of program that's like, I don't know, $10 or less a month Programs like Legal Shield, programs like FLP.com, like which is like a firearms legal protection, and it costs you like ten dollars a month, and basically they will cover you, they will clean up the environment, they will pay for your attorney, and there's an attorney twenty four seven to call in case of any you know you had to protect yourself situation, and I thought that was another thing to really consider because a lot of people like they dismiss these people that call you and they try to sell you on like Legal Shield. But that is one of the options, actually, to protect yourself, to always have someone on staff, to always have an attorney to call 24-7, um, FLP, Legal Shield, stuff like that. So I will talk to you guys in the next podcast. Have an amazing day.